0: You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. You don't have to be pro-abortion to be pro-choice. In fact, there are countless ways to socially and politically, and economically reduce abortions in a society that are infinitely more successful than outlawing abortions and that still protect a person's bodily autonomy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 421. Our title this week is Social Advocacy, and our reading is from... The Gospel of John. This is John 14, 23-29. Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. You heard me say I am going away, and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe. So there is a lot in this week's reading and and, and some speaks into my following of the moral philosophy that I see in the Jesus story and some is problematic for me. What I love about this week's reading is the reference to the Holy Spirit as an advocate. This week in the Western Christian Calendar. Calendar. We are post-resurrection, between resurrection and the ascension of Jesus. And, and, and this week's reading in John's version of the Jesus story has Jesus talking about his soon departure. It's, it's through this departure in John that the Holy Spirit is bestowed uh, on Jesus' followers. And this spirit, again, is characterized repeatedly in John as an advocate. Advocacy, remember, it's public service support for, or recommendation of a particular cause, or a policy, or a community. It's any action that speaks in favor of, or recommends, or argues for, a, a cause, um, or supports, or defends, or pleads, on behalf of others. And I'm going to put a link to to those definitions in this week's e-site so you can uh, follow up on those. But I I grew up hearing the Spirit as advocate, as interpreted in in some way as an intermediary that was interposing between sinful humans and a holy God. And today, I reject any interpretation of, of this language that places humanity and divinity on polar opposites and, and a mediator in between. I, I experienced uh, that interpretation bearing bad fruit in my own life, and I believe it produces bad fruit so societally uh, uh, as well. And, and what I now understand and I love is the fact that the early Jesus community was comprised of those who on the undersides and margins of their society. They were in deep need of advocacy or justice uh, socially, politically, and economically within their own societal structures. And this is the context in which I understand the work of the Spirit as an advocate uh, today that bears the most life-giving fruit for me. One of the social issues facing Jesus' followers in the book of John was there being removed from the synagogue? And this this is a large topic, which space this week doesn't allow for, but, but I do question whether this actually ever happened. Much of the history between Judaism and Christianity is not characterized by Jews persecuting Christians, but Christians persecuting Jews. And this was written during a time when Gentile Christians were wanting to distance themselves from their Jewish siblings under the Roman. Roman Empire. And and what better way to do that than to villainize them? And the the following passages, they include anti-Semitic language, and we have to be honest about that. Uh, My purpose in sharing these next passages is to illustrate that John's idea of the Spirit as advocate and advocate was an advocate between humans and matters of justice, not between humans and the divine in matters of sinfulness and, and holiness. So, consider Consider the following passages in John's version of the Jesus story, where being removed from the synagogue is a penalty for Jewish people who follow Jesus. This is John 9, 22. His parents said this, because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be anointed would be put out of the synagogue. Or John 12, 42. Nevertheless, many, even of the authorities, believed in him. Because of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, for fear they would be put out of the synagogue. In John 16, too, John's Jesus repeats this warning uh, uh, from John 12, they will put you out of the synagogues. And for that first audience, advocate would have called to mind actual legal proceedings uh, that Jewish leaders would have initiated against Jesus followers. And the theme of being brought to trial, it appears in the early synoptic gospels as well in Mark and Matthew and Luke. In Mark 13, 11, watch how this interplay uh, reads. When they bring you to trial and hand you over, do not worry beforehand about what you are to say, but whatever is given to you at that time, uh, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. There's that spirit uh, working in the role of an advocate in the context of a trial. In Matthew 10, 19 through 20, when they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you at that time. It is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. And Luke twenty-one, fourteen through fifteen. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. And lastly, in Luke. 12, 11 through 12. When they bring you before the synagogues, the rulers, and the authorities, do not worry about how you are to defend yourselves, what you are to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that very hour what you ought to say. So, the Spirit as advocate in these proceedings would have first and foremost been heard by John's original audience as an advocate in matters that are pertaining to this life, Early Christians were not concerned with saving people from post mortem realities as much as they were focused on caring about people's social condition in the here and now. And we have confirmation of, of the Spirit as an advocate in the context of people's social conditions in the very beginning of Jesus' ministry in Luke's version of the Jesus story. This is Luke 4 18 through 19. The Spirit of the Most High is on me. And that's what we're referring to this week, defining the Spirit, what is it characterized as? Because the Most High has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. The Most High has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, the recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Most High's favor. Again, that's the work of of advocacy. And Notice it was the Spirit being on Jesus here, as quoted from Isaiah, that caused Him to be an advocate for those on the undersides and margins of His society. It's also telling that He refers to the Spirit in the book of John, in John 14, 16, as a second or another, quote-unquote advocate. This work of advocacy it has deep uh, Jewish roots, and and is found throughout the the Hebrew Scriptures. And one such example is is Proverbs thirty one eight Speak out for those who cannot speak, and for the rights of all who are destitute. So presently in U.S. society, we are facing a radical departure from progress that has been made over the last four decades in regards to rights of bodily autonomy of women, uh, trans people, gender queer folk and and with the revelation of the Supreme Court's intention to overturn roe versus Wade the bodily autonomy of people in these communities is just the latest example of how advocacy work is needed today just as much as it ever has been the words of of one such advocate in this fight I found to be uh, well said uh, in the past couple weeks and I've I've tracked a to try to track down the, the reference but I've had no such luck. All of the sources of this statement online that I've found have the author's name uh, redacted uh, but, but nonetheless I think these words are so uh, poignant that, that they're worth sharing here in the same spirit of advocacy advocacy uh, that we're discussing this week. So, so this is uh, what the, the author states Here's the thing guys, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when life begins. It doesn't matter whether a fetus this is a human being or not, that entire argument is a red herring, a matter, uh, or sorry, a distraction, a subjective and unwinnable argument that could not matter less. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about a fertilized egg or a fetus or a baby or a five-year-old or a Nobel Peace Prize winning pediatric oncologist. Nobody has the right to use your body against your will, even to save their life or the life. Of another person. That's it. That's the argument. You cannot be forced to donate blood or marrow or organs, even though thousands die every year on waiting lists. They cannot even harvest your organs after your death without your explicit written pre mortem permission. Denying women the right to abortion means that we have less bodily autonomy than a corpse. And, and one more. This one is from uh, Leela Cohen, and this is from her Twitter account. If I'll put a link to her Twitter feed uh, in this week's site But she states, If it was about babies, we'd have excellent and free universal maternal care. You wouldn't be charged a cent to give birth. No matter how complicated your delivery was, if it was about babies, we'd have months and months of pregnancy parental leave for everyone. If it was about babies, we'd have free lactation consultants, free diapers, free formula. If it was about babies, we'd have free and excellent childcare from newborns on. If it was about babies, we'd have universal preschool and pre-K guaranteed after-school placements. If it was about babies, IF or IVF and adoption wouldn't just be for folks with thousands upon thousands to spend on expanding their families. It's not about babies. It's about punishing women and all people with uteruses and controlling our bodies. As it's been repeatedly said you can't outlaw abortions. You can only outlaw safe abortions. And for those who who need this to be said this week, you don't have to be pro-abortion to be pro-choice. In fact, there are countless ways to socially and politically and economically reduce abortions in a society that are infinitely more successful than outlawing abortions and that still protect a person's bodily autonomy. Outlawing abortions, it doesn't stop abortions. It only makes them unsafe. If a person really wants to lower abortions, this is the most ineffective way to go about it. So this week, this is where my advocate heart is moved to action. Where, as a Jesus follower, is the spirit as advocate impressing upon you to take action this week? Heart group application, share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, how does seeing the spirits work through the lens of advocacy? How does that work in uh, advocacy work impact your own Jesus following and share that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week.